Sammy. How's it going, Andy? I'm good, man. Dude, your glasses are amazing. Oh, thank you very much. Those are so cool. Thank you. You remember me from uh, Stephanie's friend, uh, Stephanie Cole's friend? Oh, yes. Stephanie Cole's friend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I How asked are you. you uh, we talked during uh, Camp Colebrook, right? And I yeah, asked, that's right. Yeah. That's right. How you, are you, man? I'm good. I asked you why, <laughs> why you cast Chad Michael Murray instead of Flavor Flav in the movie. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. totally forgot about it. You're the only guy that cares about my 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 of love days. That's right. Yo, and welcome to my summer layer. I'm your host, Sammy. The skipping class count as physical exercise. Yunin. Today's lesson plan is the return of director Andy Palmer. Last time he visited my summer layer, we talked about his horror movie. This time we're getting schooled with his amusing back-to-school comedy, The Re-Education of Molly Singer. We've seen everyone go back to school from Rodney Dangerfield to Adam Sandler to Drew Barrymore to Jonah Hill. To that list, you can now add Britt Robinson, who is the Molly Singer getting re-educated. Desperate to save her job, hard-parting attorney Molly Singer re-enrolls at her alma mater to befriend her boss's socially awkward son. Basically, his cool is buried deep in a trapper keeper. Can she successfully take him from zero to campus hero? Thankfully, she's not alone in her A-plus mission. She's joined by stand-up comic Nico Santos. Having a sarcastic BFF helps. Nobody likes to eat lunch alone at school, right? Also, Nico killed it in this movie. Director Andy Palmer is our campus tour guide through this comedic curriculum. He reveals how it wasn't always Molly Singer who was getting the re-education. Plus, Andy and I roam the halls of hilarity with his college experiences and talk about cinematic mischief. Andy is here to school us on what it means to go back to school and get schooled. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I was running out of like school related idioms that didn't sound too dated. So I went with it. I mean, I'd have been the best choice. Uh, F plus for that last one. Anyways, class is in session and the topic is the re-education of Molly Singer with director Andy Palmer. Should be funner than a food fight in the cafeteria. Pencils down and earbuds up. Sound. The Final Frontier. My Summer Lair is an enterprise, a pop culture voyage with a continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new creators and celebrate established producers, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now here is your host, Sammy Yunan. One of the YouTube comments for the trailer, when the trailer for the re-education of Molly Singer got posted, one of the comments was somebody wrote, this is a less creepy no hard feelings. And you Andy right. <laughs> and you Andy responded, This may just become our tagline. This is a last yeah, that's right. no hard feelings. So that's right. with that which is an amazing response. So with that setup, like how would you describe uh the re education of Molly Singer? Yeah, you know, the, the re education of Molly Singer is about a young lawyer who uh, feels like college is the best was the best years of her life and she still tries to live them out on the night on a nightly basis while trying to balance a career and uh, doesn't do a very good job uh, on the balance side of things and uh, the night before the biggest case of her career goes out parties sleeps through the alarm 
thinks she's getting fired. Coincidentally, her boss's son on his first day of college injures the star football player, as we all do with our, you know, with our errant bag of luggage and, uh, and, and becomes the campus pariah. So Molly, instead of getting fired, is tasked to go back to college and, and kind of watch over uh, her son, make sure he stays in school and also kind of take him away from the campus pariah to somebody that, uh, you know, that, that would be respected and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a little different in the realm of no hard feelings in that, that there's no, there's no like promise of a relationship. It's not, it's not anything in like a dating, uh, sort of way. It's really all about somebody taking somebody cool, taking somebody under their wing and showing them what it's like to, you know, what it's like to rule campus. Yeah. And that's somebody cool too. It wasn't always Molly initially in the script, right? You change correct. Yes, you change the gender. You've been doing. You've been doing the deep dive on the on on the research. Yeah, no. Uh, this was originally called the Reeducation of David Singer, and so it was ma- it was more male driven. It, it definitely had more of kind of like more of like an American Pie road trippy vibe to it. And I just you know when I read the script, I absolutely loved the premise. I th- I was like, oh, it's like weird science meets back to school. It has that same kind of vibe. But in that realm of weird science, I was like what makes weird science so great is the relationship between Lisa and Gary and Wyatt. Right. Mm. And so I was like, let's flip this and make her a female. And I think that that just kind of creates a fun thing. And we haven't seen that sort of like, you know, awesome female character ruling campus sort of a vibe. And, and, and then you, you know, cast somebody like Britt Robertson who does it effortlessly and, you know, everybody wants to hang with Molly. Yeah. And you mentioned like weird science and that kind of chemistry in that relationship the relationship that uh, Britt Robinson has uh, with Nico Santos is amazing. Like, did you as a director have to, like, assign him, like, a road trip or something to, like, kind of become friends or fall back that's, exercises? That's, that's the thing. It, it's, like, it was so, it was just so organic. Like, we all met up in Atlanta, like, a week before uh, filming. I went over to the hotel. We sat in, we sat in kind of the rec room, and we read the script once. And they were... It was just instant, you know, just instant chemistry between the two of them. They were riffing off each other and, and, and it was like they were old friends. And I, I think a lot of that is attributed to like, I love working with actors that do a lot of television because they're just so good at adapting to things incredibly quickly. You know, mm-hmm. like they just memorize scripts like that. They never miss a mark, you know, because it's just, you know, it's just so ingrained in them. And, and they sort of did that same thing where they, they were like, they knew what their roles were and then they just sort of fell into it. And it also helps that they're both just incredibly sweet, cool individuals. So it's like, you know, easy, easy to, to, to like each other. Yeah. There's a scene where they're both playing snakes and ladders and it didn't seem like they were <laughs> acting. <laughs> like, oh my like, God. Well, that was, I think, you know, uh, no, that was script. That was in the script. The shoots and ladders was in the script. Is that like, I wanted them to be playing this completely ridiculous you know, ridiculous board game and stuff like that. But I don't think Nico had ever played shoots and ladders. So when she's like explaining it to him, <laughs> it really was like he was getting a tutorial for the first time, you know? Yeah. So that's good. So he's getting a re-education as well. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. And when you cast somebody like Nico, who has a background as well in stand-up comedy, like you start salivating because you know that if you give him this playground, he's just going to yeah. run wild. Yeah. That was the, that was really the goal. When I sat down with uh, my DP fleet Vandywall. You know, I said, my goal, as far as the way that we cover this is that like, we're going to, you know, we're going to have some really kind of fun, stylish elements, but I really want to like simplify coverage. I don't want to overcover scenes. 
because I want to give the actors lots of reps. I want to be able to like, let's shoot two cameras. Let's shoot zoom lenses instead of prime. So we're not flopping out, you know, focal lengths all the time. And, and like, let's let them have their reps because these people are master improvers and they had free reign, mm -hmm. you know, we would, you know, we would talk about it beforehand if they wanted to tweak something and you can just feel on set if it's not working, if it's landing, if it's not landing. And I, th the treasure troves of outtakes I have in this movie are just, they're, they're beyond <laughs> comprehension. But I, I, I joke that the, the, the blooper reel was the hardest thing to edit in the whole movie. It was like, <laughs> well, man, what do we put in the blooper reel? You know? Yeah. What about the scene where like you have a pretty woman montage and you actually call it like a pretty woman montage where the main I, character I th is like, they kind of dress him up, right? Cause like you said, he's not a cool kid. So they got to cool yeah. him up. I think that you like, I'm a big fan of being a little bit more meta when it comes to like classic tropes like that, you know, and in these movies there, there's always these classic tropes, but I, but I want to like, I want my characters to sort of comment on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So the pretty woman montage is like one of those things, like we're going to call it exactly what it is. And I think that like, that's sort of a, that's sort of a thing with comedy now too, is that like, you can be a little bit more meta because we've sort of seen everything you know and stuff right. like that and so it's like if you're gonna borrow from something let's pay homage to it i mean there's a line where uh um where brenda calls molly and molly picks up the phone she goes molly singer party liaison i mean that is a direct glyph from van wilder was originally called van wilder party liaison that was the original title and i'm like that's who molly is she's van wilder so like let's like let's own it you know mm -hmm. and did any of your college experiences show up in the script or influence the movie uh, definitely. I mean, some of the booze Cathalon games were games that we played for sure. The biggest, the biggest like direct lift is there. There's a story where Molly is talking to Elliot. They're trying to convince him to go to the bar with them. And she goes, you know, you, you know, you know, you can always get a second chance at a first impression. For instance, Polly got lost in his dorm freshman year and, you know, and went to the bathroom in his pants and got lost, you know, like <laughs> that is a direct lift from, I lived in this weird dorm. I went to Northern Arizona university and the dorm, our freshman dorm, it looked like a Mercedes symbol. So it had three towers, mm -hmm. you know, but the towers themselves would then split into a Y and everything was connected by the bathroom in the middle. Every floor had a bathroom like directly in the middle. But if you went in one door of the bathroom in one side of the tower and went out a different door, you could not get back to your. And so, you know, drunk <laughs> freshmen would come home, go to the bathroom, go out the wrong door and they couldn't find their, they couldn't find their room. I mean, this was real life, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that's an education right there, right? Like right trying there. to be drunk yeah. and trying to find your room. Like, yes, yes. These are the life lessons you need in life. Totally. Yes. I think that's why they did that with that dorm. They were just like, don't make these mistakes, kids. You know, you need to know how to get back to your room, you know? Yeah. And so for you, though, like I said, I mentioned, I talked to you for Camp Colebrook, right? Which was the horror movie. Yep. Uh, before that, you'd also worked on the Funhouse Massacre of the Robert England. But now... The re-education of Molly Singer, as we're clearly talking, is a comedy. Like, mm -hmm. are there? Have you noticed that there's parallels between comedy and horror? There's always that thin yeah, yeah. line, right? Direct, direct connection. And the thing that that connects both horror and comedy is that being scared at, at, at like a real, like primal level and laughing are are completely uncontrollable reactions. And so it's like you know, that's the sort of thing is that like, they're just true human reactions that you're trying to elicit from, uh, from people to scare them, or you're trying to build up humor. That's going to make them laugh. 
And those, those reactions are both, they're just, they're just completely, you know, uh, they're just completely natural reactions that you can't fake, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, yeah. And, and you're, so it's, it's different. Humor is much easier for me. It's, it's much easier for me. Like when I'm watching a scene to feel whether it's moving at a, at, at a good pace and whether the joke is going to land and stuff like that. I found that like with horror, it's much harder for me. That doesn't come natural to me, like building those tension moments and stuff like that is something that I just, I, I definitely struggle with. And I think that's why I wanted to kind of skew into comedy more because it feels just a little bit more natural for me. It, it not only feels more natural when you watch the movie, but it's pretty clear like you're like a comedy nerd. Like I yeah. said, like you mentioned, like the you literally mentioned the Pretty Woman montage, and it feels like you are, are aware of a lot more. Like even when you kind of hint at certain things, like Van Wilder, like you're kind of hinting at different comedies. So it's clear that yeah. you are a comedy nerd as you watch this movie. Totally, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's there's elements just borrowed from so many different, you know, so many different great great comedies and stuff like that. And I do it in my horror movies too. I mean, with Camp Coldbrook, you know, our executive producer was Joe Dante, so I dropped like. 15 Easter eggs of Joe Dante movies and stuff like that lines and, and everything like that, you know? And so I, I'm just a pop culture nerd. And so I just, I love paying, you know, sort of tribute to those, you know, those guys that influence me and those, those women that influence me uh, and stuff like that. And I, I, I'm, I want to be, I guess, sort of overt about it because I don't want to like, just like, I don't want to rip something off and then not credit the author, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes too, the audience always doesn't get those things, right? Like pretty yeah, on the montage no. to go, go back to that. That's a pretty obvious one. But the Van Wilder one is kind of a deep cut for some people. Yeah. It, and I, that, t and it's funny because I have this argument with, um, I had this argument with my producer, uh, producing partner Warner as he's like, you know, a lot of people don't get these references. And I'm like, great. I don't need everybody to get them. Right. If everybody gets something, then your movie becomes, you know, it becomes light beer. It's just like, it's just palatable for everyone. Yeah. But I, what I want is for those people that like do recognize something like a line from something. I mean, there's, there is, there is a, you know, there's a line where Molly goes, uh, we need, we have one semester to get this kid from zero to hero. And, and, and Polly even says, did you just quote cool as ice? And she goes, yeah, paraphrase, but yes, no one has seen cool as ice. No one has seen that movie, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but, but the people that have are going to love that line. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you proud that line made the final cut too? hundred uh, percent proud. And also in our social media marketing, we include that scene in, yeah. in the, in the social media marketing. I'm like, you know, we're, we're getting vanilla ice in this thing. <laughs> That should be your other tagline. And it's it's interesting, too, because, like, like you, as we're talking, like, you're clearly a comedy nerd. But with your horror movies, you were able to take it to various horror conventions and things like that. Like, you were able to connect with a horror audience. And it's yeah. a shame that we don't have comedy conventions in the same sort of way. Isn't that weird? You think about that. And that, I, and, and when people ask me, like, you know, why why do the horror movies? I was like because the horror community is amazing. You go to these conventions and the, and the festivals and stuff like that. The community at large is just, they're incredible people, the nicest, sweetest, most supportive people. And yeah, comedy doesn't have that. Like you don't, you don't have comedy conventions. Why don't we, we should start that. We should start Sammy, you and I, Okay. We're doing, we're doing <laughs> the do first it. annual comedy convention. All right. We can start with this movie too. Uh, the re-education of Molly Singer kind of anchored around that. Right. Yep. Uh, Nico's already doing stand up. Like Brit was like hilarious and just like completely wild child in this movie in the best sort of way. Totally. Right. Best sort of way. 
So I think we can start it. There's no reason not to, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for like hanging out. Uh, we covered comedy nerds. We covered uh, some of your horror roots. And actually, too, you had quite a bit of like uh, horror roots in this movie because like Ty Simpkins is the kid from Insidious. I- you, you can't get away from it. Right. You can't get away from my horror roots. That's right. That's uh, right. Britt did Under the Dome, which is a Stephen King adaptation. Like Yep. Paul Soder directed Dark Circles. I mean, like, you know, and he wrote Unhuman. And like, I mean, I got, I got my horror peeps in there. Yeah. So even though you're sprinkling everything throughout uh, Molly Singer with some comedy stuff, like Pretty Woman and Van Wilder, you also managed to get a little bit of horror in there, too. That's right. Paul and Roden was in Escape Room. I could go on and on. What the bottom line is, our movies are scary funny. That's 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 what's uh, that's what it's all about. So that's how we started it with this that tagline, which is like, "This is a less creepy, no hard feelings." And now, that's right. And this is your new tagline now. Like we just came up with like a handful of them as we kind of been talking. Lionsgate should be paying us by the minute. We're just we're just rattling things off right oh, now. Man, just magic like Penn and Teller. All uh-huh. right, yeah. Thank you, Andy, so much. And so congratulations, too, on the film. I like these Thanks, kind buddy. of like uh, college kind of like wild child kind of having fun films, right? Like You need more of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's also like fun for you, too, isn't it? Just to make like a rated R comedy because then you could just let oh, the actors 100%. go. Yes. Yeah. Just let them just let them play. I mean, some of the lines that came. I mean, honestly, there were lines where I was like, too much, guys. Too much. <laughs> Rain it. Rain it in. <laughs> yes. But yes. All right, we'll have to look for the blooper reel for sure. Then on the DVD when it gets released. Sure. But yeah, yeah, thank you, thanks again, Andy, for like hanging out. Uh, high five to you and the team. Great job on the movie. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. That was director Andy Palmer, and I'm Sammy, host of My Summer Lair. Andy mentioned Van Wilder, and that's your North Star guide. If Van Wilder makes you say, ooh, then you'll want to check out The Re-Education of Molly Singer. The Re-Education of Molly Singer is a throwback to the goofy and over-the-top comedies that partied hard uh, in the late 80s through the mid-90s, which is a statement that can be viewed as a negative or as a positive. Well, the whole point of education is critical thinking, right? So you decide. Check out the re-education of Molly Singer playing in limited release or on VOD, video on demand, depending on where you hear this or when you hear this. I should go back to school. However, here's a tempting offer. Want a gold star for your pop culture education? I write a weekly pop culture newsletter over at Substack, my pal Sammy. Like the best teachers covered in chalk dust on their butt, my pal Sammy is designed to inform, entertain, and inspire you as we navigate pop culture from TV shows to movies to music to much more. Sign up now and you'll not only score a gold star, but I'll even toss in a pumpkin sticker. What? Yo. Now there's an enticing offer. My pal Sammy over at Substack or mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe. Mysummerlayer.com slash subscribe. Hurry, the pumpkin sticker is a limited time offer. Thank you so much for listening to me in the Netflix world. Back to school, yo.